Well, welcome to uh, another day as we go through the Word of God, and we're starting a journey today uh, that I'm very excited about. Uh, we're going to start looking through the book of Proverbs. Now, we're going to, not going to go through the whole book of Proverbs all in one go. We're just going to uh, just methodically work our way through this incredibly interesting and wonderful book. And just a reminder, if you haven't... Uh, uh, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Anthony P. Richards. Uh, like my Facebook page, Anthony P. Richards. My Instagram page, uh, AP Richards. Uh, please do that. And also now I'm available. I have all my talks now on podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify. Oh, there's there's so many of them. Uh, and uh, I'll put all the links to those in the description below as well. So I just want to encourage you. Uh, let's just get the word out. Why do I ask you to subscribe? Uh, because and 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 like and comment and and share them is because I believe this is what uh, the world needs right now. It needs the truth of the word of God. And uh, and I I I'm asking you to comment because your comments encourage other people. I get a lot of private uh, messages from people saying, "Oh, I'm so encouraged by reading what other people wrote and what they're getting out of." this uh these teachings so please go ahead and do that so uh the book of proverbs very interesting book uh, i want to read you a little bit from the new king james study bible uh it says this book is more than a collection of tips and tricks it passes on a core of knowledge and experience that god says we must have if we are to live successfully Human nature has not changed since Solomon's time, neither has God's. Only the landscape around us has changed, which is so true. King Solomon wrote many of the Proverbs, many of which have uh, survived and they're still taught to this day uh, in the Word of God, uh, but they're also in other writings as well. Uh, Solomon's interest, he, he covered like almost every aspect of knowledge, zoology, botany, grammar, theology, and uh, basically to think of wisdom was to think of Solomon if you were to think about ancient Israel. Uh, and, and Solomon was granted a, an incredibly gracious gift by God because Solomon asked for it in 1 Kings chapter 3. Uh, although Solomon was the main writer of the book of Proverbs, uh, some Proverbs were written by other writers and some of Solomon's were not added to the book until after his death. Agar wrote chapter 30 and Lemuel wrote uh, the first part of chapter 31. Proverbs 25.1 tells us the group of assistants to the King Hezekiah, who reigned about 729 to 700 BC, compiled and added the Proverbs of Solomon contained in chapters 25 to 29. Solomon's 375 Proverbs uh, that he you know, specifically came up with, as opposed to the ones that he wrote, and I'm going to explain what that means in a second, appear as a large collection with no particular organization to the whole. We might expect all proverbs on poverty to be in one section and all on child rearing in another, but these and many other topics are interspersed throughout the whole collection. So that's what the word uh, comes from uh, the New King James Study Bible. Now, uh, let's start off by reading the first few words of Proverbs chapter 1, which says, The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. Now, it starts off and says that these are the Proverbs of Solomon. Now, it's it's actually a larger part of, of Solomon's literary work, which includes, you know, uh, well, it's actually part of a large literary work that includes the book of Job, Psalms, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon, uh, and, and the book of Proverbs, okay, written by David, Solomon, Agar, Lemuel, uh, the sons of Korah, all those different uh, people. But they, they, they're almost like one body. But you, Proverbs is very unique. 
And it's unique in more than one way. It's unique in its structure. It's unique in its theology. Uh, why? Because it's concerned with the practical life wisdom more than it is about the ideas of God and his work of salvation, which of course is what we're pointed through uh, to through the rest of the Bible. But it's also unique in its connection with secular literature of the time, because there were neighboring kingdoms, kingdoms of you know of Egypt and and Babylon, which is yeah modern day uh, Iraq, and uh, you've got uh, you know that they've got their own literature, which is preserved from that time, and and in some places there's a lot of similarities to ancient Egyptian and Babylonian writings as there are to the uh, the Book of Solomon's now. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, okay, which doesn't mean that they are Solomon's Proverbs. Now, I'm going to explain that. Um, proverbs are things that teach short points, principles. Uh, they're sayings, but, but they're not regarded and they shouldn't be regarded as laws or even universal promises. Dan Phillips wrote this, Proverbs are wonderfully successful at being what they are, Proverbs. They're not failed prophecies or systematic theologies. Proverbs by design lays out pointed observations meant to be memorized, pondered, not always intended to be applied across the board to every situation without qualification. Uh, now, take in mind, okay, and, and I'm going to get to us understanding Solomon's role in actually documenting these proverbs. Solomon was king of Israel and he was famous for his wisdom. Uh, first, you know, as I mentioned, First Kings three, he asked for God uh, to give him wisdom, uh, and and then in First Kings chapter three, we read this about his demonstration of the wisdom that God had given him. He spoke three thousand proverbs. His songs were one thousand and five. He spoke of trees from the cedar tree of Lebanon even to the hyssop that springs out of the wall. He spoke also of animals, of birds, of creeping things, and of fish, and men of all nations, from all the kings of the earth who had heard of his wisdom, that came to hear the wisdom of Solomon. So, the opening of the Proverbs of Solomon doesn't mean that he was the author of all the Proverbs. Uh, not only were there other authors that we've already talked about, but it's it, it's that Solomon collected these things, these things were said to him, and then they became known by him because he was the one that talked about them. Uh, and he then set them in this book. Now, my pa was, Pastor Bill Hawkins was a hero of faith of mine, and he had a lot of proverbs. He had a lot of great, like, one-liners. And I'll give you a, a, one, a, a proverb from my pa. When we leave this place, we take who we are and we leave what we have. What you have, you can't take with you when Jesus comes back or when you go to heaven when you die. Uh, you just take who you are. Now, that was a proverb that he... Now, he didn't make it up. Bill Hawkins didn't write it. But it, to me, it was a proverb of Bill Hawkins. And I think that's what a lot of the proverbs of uh, Solomon really are. Now, even though Solomon had the, pro the prominence of being the king of Israel... Uh, the statements that are contained within the book do cause us to pause when we look and reflect on Solomon's own life. Why? Because the man who asked for wisdom and received so much of it and wrote this book full of wisdom and the book of Ecclesiastes, read the book of Ecclesiastes, just incredible, unbelievable wisdom. And he didn't finish his life as a wise man. 
And that's kind of sad. So that, that's what we pause when we think about these problems. Let's go on to verse 2. To know wisdom and instruction, to perceive the words of understanding. These words were to give the uh, attentive reader wisdom, instruction, perception, and understanding. And he encourages us here to know wisdom. Now, I think this is a very interesting observation because we are living in an information age right now, but we're certainly not living in an age of wisdom. I know a lot of people who know a lot and are very unwise. I know a lot of people who uh, you know get paid a lot and they're really unwise. Um, I know a lot of people who uh, are you know technological wizards, but they they don't seem to have a lot of wisdom. Um, I also see a lot of people who have a lot of knowledge that doesn't necessarily translate into success. Um, But here Solomon says that we need to know wisdom to perceive the words of understanding. And the reference here to perceive, meaning to see, that's the the Hebrew word that was used, uh, was that we would actually see these actual words and they would be read to us and we would understand them. Now, it's helpful to remember the difference between wisdom and knowledge before we go too far too far down this track. Uh, you, you can have knowledge without wisdom. Knowledge is what? The collection of facts. Wisdom is the ability to know how to use them in the right way to live our daily lives. Um, now, a lot of people today are not interested in wisdom. They're actually only interested in knowledge. Um, and And it seems like Pursuing wisdom is almost a folly. It's almost something that's a fool's errand. Uh, But we are meant to know wisdom. Verse 3, to receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. Proverbs is, if you like, uh, David Guzik puts it this way, a school of wisdom. Uh, We come to it. We come with open hearts. We come with open minds. And we receive its teaching. And if we do that, it will show in us justice, judgment, and equity as those things flow out of our lives. To give prudence to the simple, to the young man, knowledge and discretion. Um, the simple one is un, is uneducated. Somebody who's simple, uneducated, they need instruction. This was wisdom of this book is going to make the young, the inexperienced one, to know what to do and how to do it in life. It's going to give the young man knowledge and discretion. One of the characteristics of the simple, and simple you know, doesn't mean um, anything other than just simple. It, it really don't, you know, don't draw too much more meaning out of that. Uh, it, it's just somebody who doesn't know a lot and they need to be taught. Uh, unfortunately, those people, are, when it comes to a Christian context and a biblical context, they're also very gullible. Uh, the simple, believe, you know, Proverbs fourteen: the simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. And and I would ask you to do the same with the teaching that you that you read from the Word of God and you know, YouTube videos that you watch, including mine. Uh, you know, it's your it's your job to rightly divide the Word of Truth. If you're listening to a podcast, you should listen to this as a supplement to your own Bible study and a supplement to your own uh, wisdom from the Holy Spirit as you read 
the word of God. So that's what we're, we're, we're called not to be simple. We're, we're called to be wise and to have understanding and knowledge. Verse 5, a wise man will hear and increase learning, and a man of understanding will attain wise counsel. The book of Proverbs is, is not only for the simple who need education. Uh, it's not only for the inexperienced that haven't navigated life yet. Uh, because even a wise person will find a lot of help from the book of Proverbs and it's going to guide them, uh, but only if they will hear and they've got to hear in their heart because a, a man of understanding can attain wise counsel from these Proverbs. Uh, let me read a quote to you from Alan P. Ross. Proverbs is not simply for the naive and the gullible. Everyone can grow by its teachings. Discerning people can obtain guidance from this book so they might continue in the right way. Verse 6. To understand a proverb and an enigma, the words of the wise and their riddles. Uh, I, I love I love that there are certain words in the Bible that we, we will, oh, I didn't realize that was a Bible word. Uh, the wisdom of the book of Proverbs can help us solve the difficult problems and the riddles of life. What's a riddle of life? It's like, you know, it's like when, when you things don't make sense to you. This is, this is meant to, to help you provide a proverb and an enigma. What's an enigma? It's something mysterious. It's something that's hard to understand. So this is the this is Solomon saying, listen, there are things in life that are hard to understand, and these are going to help you navigate those. Verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. So verses 1 to 6, kind of an introduction, but now we get into it. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This is basically like a punch at the very, very beginning. Because the book of Proverbs focuses on practical life wisdom more than it does theological ideas. But it's founded on one vital theological principle, and that is that true knowledge and wisdom can only flow from one place, and that is the fear of the Lord. Now, that fear is not is not a scared fear. It's a proper reverence that the creature owes to the Creator. That's who we are. Uh, we are redeemed, so we owe that respect to the one who was our redeemer uh, it's the proper respect and the honoring of god uh, david guzik said this god should be regarded with respect reverence and awe this proper attitude of the creature towards the creator is the beginning of knowledge and wisdom wisdom cannot advance further until this starting point is established if true wisdom can be simply gained by human effort energy and ingenuity like the rare and precious metals of this earth, then the fear of the Lord is not essential to obtaining wisdom. But if it comes from God's revelation, then right relationship with him is the key to wisdom. Bruce Waltke said this, what the alphabet is to reading, what notes are to reading music and numerals to mathematics, the fear of the Lord is to attaining the revealed knowledge of this book. So that's the opening of the book of Proverbs, and I'm actually going to leave it there uh, because the, I just I just feel that's the right thing to do today is to kind of leave leave it there. We've kind of done a little bit of an introduction, and uh, and and we've kind of really got to a point where where Solomon ha Solomon has explained why he wants the reader to read these. 
and then starts off by saying, listen, unless you understand this one principle about the fear of the Lord, then none of this is something that you're going to be able to understand and you're certainly not going to be able to apply it because you don't have a proper respect and a proper reverence and a proper awe for God. And I would say that that's my observation. Is is My observation is how do I approach the daily living of life and do I do it through a lens of, of reverence and respect and awe for God? Because if I don't, I'm not going to increase in knowledge. I'm not going to increase in wisdom. I'm not going to increase in understanding and I'll end up being a fool. I don't want to be a fool. I don't know how you, how you feel about that, but I just don't want to be. So, uh, there you go. That's our opening to the book of Proverbs. And I want to pray for you uh, right now that wherever you are, whatever needs you have, uh, I, 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 f- I feel that there's people watching this and, and you feel like you've done foolish things in your life. Uh, can I tell you that the key to wisdom is the word of God? Uh, James said in the New Testament, if anybody lacks wisdom, let him ask for it, just like Solomon. Solomon asked for wisdom, he got it. James says, if, if you ask for wisdom, God will give it to you. He'll give it to you liberally and abundantly. So let me pray for you today. Heavenly Father, I just pray for every single person watching this. Be with them, encourage them, lift them up. I pray, Lord, right now that anybody who's felt foolish about some of the decisions of life that they have made, that God, right now, they would just have a, a new peace come over them and an understanding that, God, they can grow in wisdom, learning, and understanding. And I, I pray, Lord, right now that they would uh, commit their their walk to you afresh right now. And they would say, God, I want to walk in wisdom. I know that there's some things that I've done in the past that haven't necessarily been the wisest thing, but I, I desire to grow in wisdom in my walk with the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen.